You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. The world is littered with quotes of defensive players talking up their trash quarterbacks year in and year out. That doesn't mean anything about Jordan Love's play. What I'm saying is you can extrapolate bupkis from the comments from these players. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. We are live from Wild Rock Golf Course for the Easter Seals golf outing. Matt Hamilton was out uh, glad handing, uh, shaking hands, kissing babies. Just a couple shots. I knew I couldn't play today, so I did just some ran shots out of there. Uh, Tito's. Or oh uh, no 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 no, Jim! <laughs> I was doing my best right-handed golfer. Impression. You were, you were. I was funny as we were golfing with our crew, and you hit a shot, and you probably had I think the second best shot. Or maybe a third, but Marissa initially saw your shot. She's like, oh, I did better than Matt. And then she goes, wait, Matt's a lefty. He's playing a right-handed club. <laughs> so then uh, she kind of walked it back a little bit there. Yeah, but, fair. <laughs> uh, great cause. We're happy to be out here, uh, again, trying to raise some money for Easter Seals. Uh, they do fantastic things with their camps uh, in the Madison area, and uh, we're happy that For like 100-plus years. Yes. It's no, been it's, going on for a long time. Yeah, we learned some of the history. of this, this golf outing is a big fundraiser for them as well. You and I played in the basketball tournament. so we I always, played in this last year, too. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's fun. Great course, great uh, program to be supporting. And, uh, you know, we're happy to be out here. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Monster Blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. 844-770-3776 is how you get into the show. You can chime in. Is Alex Strofe, basically, he's just a hater, right? Like, he's just got hate in his heart. I don't know because if he's a hate. I understand I don't think the that's wanting accurate. the rivalry, but here's the problem with the Bears. is like, I would have more, I would be more upset about... Kirk Cousins and Jordan Love playing in a camp together. And it's no offense against the Bears, but they haven't really been a rival to us in the past. But under that logic, Kirk Cousins and Jordan Love aren't rivals because Jordan Love has done nothing. True, but I'm more looking at the sense like Vikings-Packers, they just happen to be heading the ship. It wouldn't matter if it was a rookie quarterback for the Vikings and Jordan Love in his first start now. They're the ones that I look at, and they're like, they're the ones that have given us the most trouble recently. So they're the ones that And it's really since... Lovey Smith was fired because again, right. Lovey Smith had a sixty percent winning percentage and won some NFC North titles and got the Bears to the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship game another time. So, like they were, yeah, a little really bit of like a one of those, since they fired since they fired Lovey yeah. Smith is where Chicago's kind of fallen off the map there, which was a while ago now. But Alex Stroff, uh doesn't like that Jordan Love and Justin Fields are chummy with one another. Does that bother you? Right now, he's getting crushed. 76% of you say no, it does not really? matter. You can chime in 844-770-3776. You know, Wilde brought up a great point. The fact that Erlacher and Rodgers, two of the biggest competitors in this rivalry. And uh, faces of the franchise. And faces of the franchise is on opposite sides of the football. Right. Could bring it and get after each other and yet still be friendly. Erlacher also had a little bit of a relationship, I believe, with Favre too early in his career. Yeah. Same thing. Because those guys knew how to leave it between the lines. I actually get, and obviously this Chad Clifton, Warren Sapp thing that uh, that Tosher or that Tosher and the whole crew got after Warren Sapp, and they wanted to kick his butt. That makes more sense. Offensive lineman and defensive lineman, I think it would just be harder to be friendly because you guys are just literally banging against each other for the entire game. You kind of have to hate that guy. Right. But otherwise, like Erlacher and 
Rodgers is kind of the relationship you were talking about of like it's a fun chess game right. of, hey, you beat me this time, I got you this time, going back and forth. And with Love and, and Fields, and I'll maintain this, um, it's better for football in general if both those guys. So in this case, right now today, if you're betting, you'd bet money that Justin Fields would be a better career than Jordan Love. So I'm saying it from a position of, now might not be further ahead, but I am saying like this, I want Jordan Love and Justin Fields to be competitive, to be going at each other, to be a, even if it's Kirk Cousins versus Kirk Cousins type battle, right. I want that. That would be really fun for football in yeah, general. I totally agree. Um, but they still can be friends. 100%. Nope. Like, so you have a problem, like in the NBA, like all of them are friends. So it's just a football only thing. But this is that's what I said, Jimmy. Right? Like I understand it's not the world we live in in 2023, but I love the Smash Mouth, I hate your gut style that the 1990s NBA had. They against each other. Like I feel like in the in the NFL, quarterbacks were always kind of friendly because they don't play against each other. Yeah, I, I, so I get that, and I, I understood Wildy's point on that. But look, I, I just I I would prefer that Jordan Love was a friends with literally any other starting quarterback in the NFL. If we're gonna if we're gonna prop up this Bears Packers rivalry, you can respect each other. I just don't want you to be best buddies. Okay, Strovy, I am curious. So you're probably a baby, but I know you remember this back when. Michael Strahan was going for the sack record, and Favre laid, laid down. down yeah, him. yeah. That's obviously something that is that was done between kind of two buddies, right? Mutual respect. I respect you. You respect me. I'll give you the sack. Don't kill me. I'll lay down. Yeah, I'll you know leave it. Mean, I'll like, yeah, I, and I'll take that a step further. When I was in high school, I played soccer my senior year. I was very bad. And I played right defense. We were playing a rival school, Kiwani. And uh, this guy named Jonah comes up to me. He goes, hey, man, just so you know, I'm, one, I'm tied with my brother for the school record and goals. And I go, all right, when you get the ball, I'm laying down. And I laid down. He ro- rolled right past me. Our goalie stunk. He scored and got the school record. So, like, yeah, I understand that point, but that's a little bit different than arch-rival quarterbacks being best friends. Okay, but, Matt, I guess I'll lean on you because it feels like Alex Strofe is basically saying, tell me you've never competed at a high level without telling me you've never competed at a high <laughs> yeah, level, well, that you somehow you need to carry it with you at all times. Even when, like, your team has a rivalry – even though you actually have no rivalry or claim in that in that rivalry, you're expected to withhold that same kind of traditions. It's a different it's a different world, man. Especially since of all the people in the world that can understand what uh, Jordan Love is going through, Justin Fields and 30 other quarterbacks yep. are the ones who get it. So those are the ones who literally Jordan can confide in the most because they're the ones who have the same experience. I would think it was weird if he was if he was friends with anyone else like that wasn't a quarterback. There's other quarterbacks who have been through this situation, especially Jordan Love, who's in this spot of this like do it or leave kind of situation. Be good or or go home. See, that's the word that bothers me right there, though. Confides, right? Do you think Do you think Jordan loves going to Justin Fields and being like, man, we ran the spider monkey green switch right left, uh, you know, in practice, and I just couldn't get the right read on Christian Watson, right? So, no, like, I don't want to link in the playbook. That, but I do think he might say, hey, like, how did you enter your first season as a starter? When there's these wild expectations, you've got your defensive teammates telling the world that you're the best quarterback in the NFL. Like, how do you go out there and still perform when there's this, like... I'd rather him talk to Joe Burrow than Justin Fields. He understands it. And here's the thing. (laughs) You know, 
Jordan Love could have hit up whoever, but I think it's good that he has an outlet. Now, no, it's not ideal that it's the rival number one rival's starting quarterback, but it's good that Jordan Love has at least somebody else potentially in this league that he can look at as like a buddy. Because sometimes when you're just talking with your teammates in the Packers, you end up in this echo chamber. He might get some real actual input from Justin Fields and vice versa. Yeah, I mean, obviously Jordan Love following two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Green Bay is not the media market that Chicago is, but there's still there's pressure now backing up those two. Justin Fields is playing in probably the hardest market in sports, really, uh, as yeah, far Chicago, as Chicago, New York, but right. also trying to be a quarterback. Like right. that might be the hardest position in sports right now to be a quarterback for the Chicago Bears because yeah, be. they haven't had one and they're desperate for one. And if they if they want everyone to be that guy and the pressure to be that guy probably is only matched or it only exceeds what Jordan Love is feeling now following Aaron Rodgers. They could go to Roots Chris Steakhouse in Middleton and go to the Sizzle, Swizzle, and Swirl Happy Hour and talk it out. Because that's what best friends do. That's what best friends do. Lee's going to be at the studio tomorrow, yeah, uh, and we're yeah. going we're gonna to try a little something from Mr. Matt Hamilton. Lee's going to come in. We're going to talk a little Packers. We'll talk uh, some culinary arts, and we'll, we'll mix it all up. But you can also go to Rooster Steakhouse in Middleton, best happy hour in town, sizzle, swizzle, and swirl. This is Rutledge and Hamilton throwing stones next. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. If you never wake up. day for golf here at Wild Rock. Uh, Jim Rutledge, Matt Hamilton with you here with the Easter Seals. Make sure to support that great organization. And uh, let's throw some stones. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. All right, it is time to throw some stones, a special Tuesday edition, first of the week. I've got questions. Jim and Matt have answers. I'll score them throughout, and at the end, we'll crown a winner of Tuesday's edition of Throwing Stones. Matt asked Jason Wildey about this, but we haven't really gotten into it yet, so I think now is an appropriate time to do so. A submarine that does tours to the Titanic site has gone missing. Uh, Four people on board. They each paid $250,000 to go on this extravagant adventure and uh, and have been lost. So um, I hope, you know, there's, there's no word on if they're alive, if they're dead, if they'll be found. But it's lost, which is very, very scary. Jim, your reaction to this story? I know we talked about it this morning off the air. Uh, I know you're very blown away by this story. I am just engulfed in all the information about it. This little submarine is the size of a minivan with no seats in it. So there's five people in here without, like, a seat. Uh, there are three computer screens. It is controlled by a Logitech gaming controller. That's how you control the thing. You can only get out of it if someone on the outside undoes, undoes, the, undoes the bolts to get you out 
Otherwise, you're just stuck in there regardless. So they could be at the bottom of the ocean. They could be trapped in the wreckage of the Titanic. Or they could be floating on top of the sea. The sea is massive. And they can just float up there and suffocate because they can't find the thing. But I can't. I just can't imagine a worse way to go if that's the scenario. You're just in this with five strangers, essentially, that paid $250,000 to have a floating grave and maybe die at one of the most famous wreckages of all time. It is... One of the wildest things I've ever seen. You can watch all the videos about how like bare bones this thing was on purpose. It's not like it's purposely unsafe, but it's still, it's like if you're going down that deep, it's like going up into space. Maybe we shouldn't do it unless you're a professional at it. It should just be like a vacation. You know what? This this blows me away. I had no idea that was a thing. I will say, love history. If I had $250,000 to blow, definitely would consider it this would definitely wow reconsider it <laughs> this would make me reconsider it but given you know before this no accidents yet go see the titanic sounds pretty incredible um matt i think this was the maiden voyage like they had done like some other where like the owner of the this company is the had maiden gone, voyage the owner had gone down a few times like okay. but i think this is the first time they brought that many people <laughs> and honestly here's the thing the oopsie best case oopsie. scenario for this is that they lost pressure and it got crushed like a tin can and they died instantly because then they, they would happen so quickly. Because the alternative is worse. They're just counting yeah. down. They have like 30 hours of oxygen left. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they could just be at the bottom of the ocean. Hanging out with Jack Dawson. Davy Jones. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I mean, like I said, big history buff. That is super intriguing. I like the idea in concept. Yeah. If it's totally 100% safe, would totally do it. But you can't. That's the thing. But it's, it's not. It's like this uh, Bezos or Musk going up into space, too. Like, eh, you're just kind and of. Again, totally would. If you could prove it's safe, but they don't. Yeah. How much do you trust that they really know what they're doing as opposed to, like, NASA, who's also had mistakes? Like, yeah. man, having money doesn't make you smart. No, totally. So, totally, like, totally, that's why I'm like, I love this is insane. It seems like an incredible experience. It, I agree, yeah. but I feel like we're 30 years from away from both. Of yeah, like, from, of doing that, it that's my point. Yes, like yeah. I agree. Really cool concept. I don't want to be on the maiden voyage of either one of these, or even in the first 50 voyages of this. Nobody thing. begins as an expert, Jim. They're just getting their feet wet, <laughs> or their entire bodies. <laughs> wow, uh, and lungs. So, Matt, let me ask you this: Would you rather go to space or to the Titanic? The Titanic, uh, space. Okay. Space, because here's the thing: If I got stuck in the space and that's how I went, at least I'm like in space looking at the stars. It'd be kind of cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, be, a good, be a good way to go, Earth, yeah. Right, like as opposed to just like in a in a tuna can at the bottom of the ocean, in like pitch black, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, cold too. That's it the other would part. Be incredibly neat. They said there's but probably yeah, not electricity can... anymore because they can't go up. So that means they're just in this frozen tin can at the bottom of the ocean. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd definitely go into space. The, the Earth, the big blue marble, pretty cool. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about this because I don't think we've brought this up on the air yet. Zion Williamson has uh, been in the, uh, oh, you know, has been, How are you been, this up? been in the recent tweets of, of what we would call adult film stars, Matt Hamilton. And uh, <laughs> she has now been suspended from Twitter after about a week long rampage about Zion Williamson and him paying her and flying her all over the country uh, because he uh, has impregnated another woman. Um, Matt Hamilton, do you believe <laughs> yes. Zion Williamson will be traded this week? 
<laughs> Thanks for the lead-in. Uh, given all of that information, I think that has nothing to do with that fact. Uh, but yes, I do think Zion wants out of New Orleans. I think New Orleans is ready to move on from Zion. He's definitely been injury-prone. He has the physical stature to change the game, but uh, hasn't really panned out the way everyone kind of thought. So I, I don't have any problem with either Zion wanting to go or the Pelicans wanting to move on. I just kind of think they're at a crossroads. Zion needs to realize he's a number two and not a number one guy to carry a team to a championship. It's not a gotcha because this surprised me. How old do you think Zion is? I think Zion's only like 25. Stroph, you know how old he is? I would have said the same thing, 25. He's 22. Yeah, like he was. He's he played a, one year of college ball. Yeah, I think he was so that's right. Yeah. So yeah, and I'm not. Young. And I'm not. For, but right now, the vibe on Zion and this video and this whole thing with this woman is another example of it. He's incredibly immature. Like you go with his body too. His weight fluctuates. So it's more of a when he plays, he could be a one. Like when he yeah. plays, he is one of he was Charles Barkley 2.0. A, a freak of nature, crazy, amazing basketball player. I think he's only played like 33% of the games over the last few wow. years. So it is injuries and immaturity are the red flags for Zion. The latest I saw is unlikely gets traded. I don't know if they can get the value back that they want because trading a 22-year-old superstar. You want at least a one. and then That's one. that's tough to do unless you're really getting a lot back. So they might just have to, to eat it. And if you're another team, as much as you love them, Wait, you can't trade him to Atlanta or Houston if you know anything about those places. So, like, and their reputation. So, like, where are you putting Zion? You trade him to Milwaukee? Is there a Green Bay team? I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with it. Could use use a tight end. I don't don't think Zion and uh, uh, Giannis. The Jazz. Like, where are you trading Zion to protect him from himself? Utah. All right. Well, uh, Jim said that wasn't a gotcha question. This is a gotcha question. Matt, there was a big trade in the NBA this weekend. Can you tell us about it? Yes, Bradley Beal went to the Suns, picking up that $56 million contract. Nice. Well, the last year of it's $56 yeah. million. Nicely done. And who yes. was traded to Washington? Oh, I have no idea what they got in return. Uh, you may have heard of a guy by the name of Chris Paul. Yes. Uh, Landry Shamit and second-round picks and pick swaps was the entirety of that trade. There was a player thrown in there, too, uh, later. At, like, yeah, I saw that earlier today, but I, I forgot who it was now. But uh, you, you were correct about that. There's, there's an uh, extra ad here later. But, Jim, I want to start with you. As you look at the big three the Phoenix Suns have formed, in Devin Booker, now Bradley Beal, and Kevin Durant, do you believe that's good enough to win an NBA championship? Well, it's like a three and a half because DeAndre Ayton isn't perfect, but he's pretty damn good. Also, Solid, incredibly yeah. young. And and they were kind of shopping him a little. So I do think that they will trade DeAndre Ayton to be able. They have to fill their roster. I don't have a problem with what Phoenix is doing. It's an old school way of doing it. But if you're just writing it off and saying it won't work, you're just being a hater because Kevin Durant has won uh, with the the Warriors when he was an all he was basically a cog in that piece and he fit that offense. Then he was the star in Oklahoma City. He was a star in Brooklyn. He could fit with anyone. Devin Booker is one of the best scorers in the NBA. Also incredibly young, and so I do think. And then Bradley Beal, the asterisk here is healthy because if healthy. Also a great score of a basketball. We just saw Denver, which is, I would say, adequate defensively and elite offensively. 
The Suns' biggest problem is that the, the West is very difficult. I think the Suns are going to be a very good basketball team because I do think they'll trade Aiton for some good pieces. The biggest red flag I have about the Suns is that Isaiah Thomas has the ear of the owner, and Isaiah Thomas is one of the dumbest basketball executives ever to walk the face of the earth, so that is concerning. <laughs> I uh, I think that they're definitely going to be a team to be. They might be number one or two in the West, given that you probably can't clip them over the Nuggets quite yet, but that's a solid team. You've got a proven player in Durant. Uh, you've got Booker, who's an ascending star. And then Beal, who's proved he could be a number one on a team. And if he, if, if you can be a one, you can definitely do the production of a two. The big question marks, like Jim says, is you've got Beal, who has a little bit of a speckled injury history. And then you have Durant, who's got a bit of a speckled injury history. But given those, as far as talent's concerned, and purely just like a numbers thing, you got to look at the Suns as one of the favorites to win the West, or at least to be competitive. Do you guys feel like Bradley Beal's a tad overrated? I think he's a tad overrated. He's had quite a few injuries for the contract he's got. Like... What did he play, like 65, 70% of the games last year? Well, it's not even that. It's just he's had, like, no playoff experience in Washington. Right. I just, of, I mean, he's a good scorer. That's a product of where he's He's a good at. scorer. But it could be like he's paid a lot. Aaron Gordon, number one guy in Orlando, number three guy in Denver, elite. He's Maybe an even number four. Right, That's but Aaron Gordon is an elite at his three or four number right, yeah. guy, and he was not a number one. So if Bradley Beal can swallow the ego and go, hey, you know what? To win titles – I can be a better basketball player as far as a winning basketball yeah. player if I just get my buckets when I can. You've got to be the one like once a week. Right. When, you as know, opposed to every, night in and night out. Durant's going to have load management. Uh, Booker's pretty young. Beal's going to have load management. They're all going to be able to get theirs, and it's really just about the playoffs. Yeah, I think they're going to be a solid team. That's fair. Last one, fellas. This is a quick one. This is going to dictate our winner. Who's ever closer wins. I was watching the College World Series over the weekend. Oral Roberts still alive. Where is Oral Roberts University located? Who's ever closer gets the win in throwing stones today? All right. Who's going first? GMS. Are you guessing the city? Guessing the city and the state. Okay. All right. I'm going to go Oral Roberts. I'm going to go. I'll go with New York. Okay, New York. He says New York, uh, New York. I was also thinking East Coast, but I was going to go Boston, Massachusetts. There you go. All right, so it's in Tulsa, Oklahoma, so i got to do some math here. Uh, you're both <laughs> way off. slightly closer than New York. Uh, well, Oral Roberts to Boston, Massachusetts is a 23-hour, 11-minute drive to New York, New York. It is a 23-hour, 48-minute drive. 20-hour, 12-minute drive. Jim Rutledge, our winner. According there you go. To time. <laughs> There you, there you go, Jimmy. Go. Nice to win. Thanks. Shout out to Oral Roberts. I yeah. don't believe Great that. basketball school. Zion know Oral Roberts? <laughs> this is Rutledge and Hamilton. Hey by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Miss Polly Sack, come on over tonight. Told me don't know your feelings. Can we focus on mine? I think I'm a hoo-hoo-hoo. I hope that's enough. 
She wanna talk late She wonder if we went the wrong or the long way I said I bring her out to have her for desserts But she out here asking all these questions about the entrees Girl, you not Beyonce, baby, let that paycheck hit Cause I just wanna be the man that you play that with I wanna know your home friends and then make that trip And get a couch big as a doorway and make that fit feel. Miss Polly side, come on over tonight You told me don't know Leonard Floyd calls Mitch Trubisky the pretty boy assassin. So, there you go. Keep him out of Green Bay. Keep him coming. Tell me all the great times. They're all the great times uh, defensive players talked up their crappy quarterbacks. What about, do we have any instances of offensive players so, talking up their crappy quarterbacks? I'm gonna get... We have an offensive football player right here in front of us, and I do want to ask a question if he ever hyped anyone up like knowing that he wasn't as good. So I'll throw this out to you because I am now, because Twitter basically sends you down an algorithm rabbit hole here. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Jim Rutledge, Matt Hamilton with you live from Wild Rock. Let me ask you which question is more out of, which statement is more out of pocket? Because I don't know, the joke right now on social is that Packer fans must be really enjoying the, the mountains right now. So what is, uh, what is the more out of pocket question or a statement here. Jordan Love's floor as a QB is Justin Fields and his ceiling is Patrick Mahomes, or that Christian Watson has uh, more talent and a higher ceiling than uh, Justin Jefferson. Stroph, I'll let you do it first. Uh, those are both completely absurd, right? We can agree on that. <laughs> Yes. Like, I'm, I'm a little bit delusional. You know this, right? Like, I, I drink the green and gold Kool-Aid. I have the green and gold colored glasses. But those are both insane. Um, what, what, Which one's more insane? Yes. Pro- probably uh, love ceiling is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. As good as Justin Jefferson is, I think it's more outrageous to compare Jordan Love, who's played, what, 60 snaps in, in the regular season, to Patrick Mahomes. That's nuts to me. So... Strophy, I, I do have a... Justin Jefferson is younger than Christian Watson, by the way. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> so, uh, I was curious. Uh, we, had this situ- we had this situation. We had a defensive player hyping up his quarterback. Maybe yep. more than he actually believes. We happen to be sitting next to Andy Crooks, former Badger tight end. And I was curious if Andy has ever talked up a player or a teammate more than they're actually capable of playing. So, Andy, I'm going to pass you the mic. You let us know... Give me a story of any time that you might have pumped someone up, maybe more than they deserve to be pumped. Couldn't get the guy his own headset? I don't know. Matt just did this on his own. So here. Hey, Andy. Hey, what's going on? So hyping up a teammate that didn't need to be hyped. I mean, I'm the only time I'd be hyping anybody would be, you know, before I played tight end, I played fullback, right? And, and or I'm sorry, linebacker. And, you know, every day inside drill, you're going against – you know, fullbacks coming at you. You know, I'm, I might hype up somebody, you know, like Bernstein, somebody like that, just to kind of have them go easy on you. But it, <laughs> but it was not it was not fake because he was a real deal. He was trying to be nice to these guys so they don't try to throw their heads into you. You know, and, um, but I wouldn't I would never, Matt. I would never, you know, hype somebody who wasn't worth it. So that's thank you for the call. Thank you for the calls. But, uh, how that, <laughs> I love that. Andy Crooks, longtime caller. <laughs> Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> That's one way to get into the show. Just yeah. be here and just we'll just hand you a headset. Yeah, 90% of my job is showing up, Jim. The best ability <laughs> is availability, and Matt doesn't have a lot of it. Seventy <laughs> percent. And when he shows up, you might show up to the wrong place wearing underwear backwards. So, <laughs> hey, 
you know if I do, you're getting a number one effort out of me. Uh, wonderful. <laughs> That's great. We'll have to contact uh, your wife to be like, hey, can you just start uh, flipping? When you lay out Matt's <laughs> clothes you dress, for him, Matt. <laughs> when you lay out his clothes for him in the morning, put his underwear uh, backwards because we know Matt doesn't think you just put yeah. the clothes out. I got out dressed in the on. dark for golf because my wife, it was like one of the few days she gets to sleep in. So, yeah, getting dressed in the dark, backwards underwear. Wait, I'm sorry. Hold on. Excellent really? golf game. Really? You got dressed? Like, you have other rooms in your house, right? Yeah, so it also to like get dressed somewhere else, it would take a little bit of forethought to bring the clothes from the bedroom to that room where I could turn the light on, and then I did not. The only thing I remembered to do the night before was grab my contacts and put them in the bathroom. And so, yeah, I, I got dressed in the dark, which is probably why I had the backwards underwear on. That makes sense. <laughs> I think that's one of those things that will improve with children because you never want to wake them up when they're sleeping. So right. now, like, so my wife will get up early in the morning and go work out, and she doesn't want to wake the kids up too early, so she'll park her car outside of the garage. And so that way she doesn't have to open the garage. Right. Up. Same thing, like, when I play basketball Friday mornings, I leave it outside. See, so when I travel, I have the wherewithal to put my traveling outfit in the guest bedroom with my suitcase so yes. I don't have to, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did. I was not aware. Traveling outfit. It's a, it's just funny. I mean, I know what you're talking about, but it also sounds like something like a like a toddler. I got my outfit today. Yeah, like yeah. I got my outfit you, picked yeah, out for yeah, tomorrow. Yes, lots yeah. of cargo shorts. If you have all your snacks in your pockets and everything. <laughs> uh, Alex, how do you manage if you have to get up? I feel like you're never up before your significant other. Nope, never. <laughs> I honestly don't know if it's ever occurred. <laughs> What's so funny? She wakes up significantly like, earlier than me. Man, baby. In the summer? You just like to sleep, man. Uh, she's, just... still, she's still working right now, so she's doing summer school. Um, so I guess we'll find out in July, because I'm sure I will, Dan. But I don't know. I if still it's... don't think so. People that wake up early have an You don't want to throw clock. it off. Because... I've, I've been waking up about 7 a.m., so I, I bet you'll sleep later than that when now, she's off. Now, again... Not waking up because like like waking up and laying in bed is not being up. Yeah. What time yes, do you get up and like no it's no, not. No, being up is I'm being, being productive. I'm right. I'm having, right, I'm having a cup of coffee, answering emails. I'm up. But that's that's not what you said. I asked you said you're laying in bed though. I am laying in bed, but I can answer emails in bed. Can you get yourself coffee and go back to bed? Yeah, yeah. Go lay in bed for a while. Start <laughs> the day on the right foot. Sit on like the you have like don't you have like a Kitchen at a couch. I have an island. I have a couch. I have a spinny chair that I love. But no, I prefer laying in bed. I feel that Stretch would be it counterproductive out. for my life to go yeah. back to bed. Yeah. Well, I disagree. Hey, no, good for you. If you have the well, willpower to be able to get shows. back out. It no, what do you mean it the, shows? It's Joe's uh, doing when he's doing his uh, phone and coffee work from bed. Yeah, see, I just go to the couch and then take a nap before my show. You, you have <laughs> no room to, to talk right now. What do you mean? I you you work nap. two hours a day. <laughs> you have twenty-two yeah. hours a day that do not have to be dedicated to work. Agreed. Yeah, I know. So I don't I'm think you're allowed to sit here and give me crap. You don't start day, work until one thirty p.m. Okay, but wait, Matt is an Olympic curler. He is in his off season, so during curling season, he might pass you in work. Now it's not all the work that we we want more out of Matt, you know, as much as we can for the show, but like. There is a curling aspect yeah. to it. I will go to the curling rink and throw stones, despite what Tausch thinks I do in the off-season. Matt, give us a day. Curling season. Give us the day. Curling season, normal day. Wake up. Um, text the Iceman. Find out when the ice is Wake up at be. what time? Probably like 8. Okay. Wife probably woke me up at 7. Later than me. Bed. I stayed in bed. 
I was awake, but I'm not counting it as waking up because I didn't get out of bed yet. My wife might have even brought me a cup of coffee, and I might even went through some emails, but I don't get out of bed until like eight. Jim, how do you let, how do you let him lie to us? My no, my my personal emails, the ones I have access to. But now, actually, guess what? Today I woke up, went through my work emails because I had access to it. It was awesome. Wow, it only took you 15 months. Well, no, I had it for a short time. I lost it for like six months, but that's that's not here nor there, Alex. Then I call the Iceman, find out that at 11 o'clock, probably when the ice will be done, and then I go down there for about two hours from 11 to 1, drive in, do the show. Then I probably have a league or some like chores to do. The thing is, wait, wait, I'm sorry. before that 11 o'clock practice, at some point, I either got to do the dishes, clean the kitchen, sweep the floors. Like I've got some sort of like house element that needs to be done. All right, man, I take it back. No, it's, it's like four hours. Strokes two hours of practice, sorry, sorry, sorry. two hours of uh, radio. Yeah. yeah. So Strokes got you beat. Yeah, okay. but that, uh, that might it. not include, again, I'll throw another hour in of like my other extracurricular work stuff. Whether it be sponsor things or cameos or things like that, this <laughs> is the last time like, you filmed a cameo. No, I don't even. Mean I literally have one right now. No, no, so I'm the, not saying it's called cameo. Cut it on like, the show, Matt. I've seen you do that. <laughs> like that is like 30 seconds worth of. Well, no, yeah, like seconds. one cameo, but like I'll have one, and then maybe I'll have to fire out some emails to like my agent and say like figure out like dates. Like I I squared away some dates that I got the rest of the summer this morning. So like. Yeah, I'd say on average like five hours of work stuff mid-season, okay. and then off-season probably closer to like three. Oh, man. So, I'll tell yeah, you. It's nice. Strofe, you got to be. Because Strofe, at a minimum, is doing eight hours of work a day. At yeah. Canopy Wealth Management, they take time to get to truly know and understand the dynamics of your values, goals, and plans for your family. No family fits a generic mold. Neither should your financial plan. At Canopy, their clients' financial goals are something they're constantly striving to help reach maximum potential which is why they work solely in your best interest. You define your goals, and they work towards making them happen with their comprehensive financial planning. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started with them today. That's canopy-wealth.com. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light, a finalist for Best of Madison Radio Team. Vote at channel3000.com. People really like this show. Alex Strofe here for my friends at Door County Distillery, locally produced, handcrafted, and award-winning spirits. I've teamed up with them to do the Sipping with Strofe series just out last week, the drink of the summer, I'm telling you, the gin lavender martini. For my friends at Door County Distillery, that great green bottle. I know you see it every time you're in a liquor store. It's time for you to pick it up and try that gin lavender martini or any of the great recipes from my friends at Door County Distillery. They've got great bourbon, great whiskey, great gin, great vodka, you name it. They've got it available wherever you get your booze. And if you're heading up to Door County, you better stop in at Door County Distillery. It's quite the tour, quite the trip, and worth the stop. DoorCountyDistillery.com is the website. DoorCountyDistillery.com. Wrapping up the show here at Wild Rock uh, Golf Course. Where here with Easter go? Seals. We had, a, we had a good show. We had some fun. Matt Hamilton, raring to go. Pa- underpants must be on backwards for today's show. They are definitely backwards. I was oh. going to a golf course today, so I had to. Fantastic. That's three days in a row now. <laughs> Doesn't change the, the timbre of your voice or anything, so <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Maybe. 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. We are presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue. You know what to do. And that's crush. Coors Light. 844-770-3776 is how you can get into the show. We did have an Iron Jack poll question earlier today. Last I checked, Alex Strofe getting crushed into that. Let's take a look here. And, <laughs> yes, he still is. Alex Strofe doesn't like that Jordan Love and Justin Fields are chummy with one another. Does that bother you? 74%. Wow. Yikes. That even, that even beat my expectations. I thought it would be like 60-40 at most. Big Matt's Blatt says, keep your friends close, enemies closer. Oh, man. what if that's the thought, Strofe? He's just going. He's just going to try and be Who's that. Doing like, yeah, he's, you know, he's doing that. Is love doing that? I've, of course, I've thought about that. Love because Fields is because I'm a Packers fan. Established. You know, Love has to like sneak out. He might be pulling the Tom Brady like spying on the other teams. Jesus. Plays. So between Matt Hamilton comparing to Tom Brady and Packer fans comparing Jordan Love to Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and Jerry Alexander calling him the best quarterback in the league, you guys are just. On one. The You're the greatest on quarterback of all time. Goodness. I mean, you took a step up He's from. He's the best quarterback to have never won a football game. Here. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, there's, that's a long list. There are some hella great quarterbacks that never won a football game or before they won it. Uh, had a lot of hype beforehand there. Yeah. And uh, But I want to get to, and this is, I'm not trying to be like, you know, obviously people's lives are in peril, but this submarine thing. Oh, it's scary. It sounds like it sounds awesome. But it sounds so scary. made up. It sounds like Willy Wonka on the chocolate factory. Well, that's essentially what it is. Get into my into my every direction elevator, and we're gonna go to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> the, gla- the great glass <laughs> yeah. elevator. Yeah, that's really like it. Kind of see- feels like what they did is like this rig- rich chocolate tycoon decided to make a submarine that could go to the. Bottom of the ocean to Man, visit the Titanic. A, there is an epidemic of rich people thinking that there's that money makes them smart. Oh my goodness! And I'm not like I agree. It would be really cool at some point. But here's the here's the part where you have to realize you're probably an idiot. I think there are two submarines in the world that could even, in theory, get down that deep to rescue this submarine. <laughs> so like that's how rare it is to create something that could go down that deep. Yeah, it's um, they're, they're I think they're twelve thousand feet underwater, and the the deepest underwater rescue was seventeen hundred feet. But they knew where it was, like they knew exactly where it was, and so they. But it still took them uh, almost like thirty hours to rescue that that submarine. That's they said they can't even cut them out because of the pressure down there. They said you have to bring a forty six foot long blade to cut anything, and you still would not have enough power to shave. With Jeez. that blade. Like, they are cooked. So, again, having money does not make you smart. And I think we just need to remember that, especially if you win the lottery and are offered opportunities to do things with really smart, really rich people. Understand, they're probably idiots who are good at one thing or inherited their money. It does not make them smart. <laughs> Whether it's going to the moon or going underwater, I would just not be one of the first like thousand people to do that i wouldn't mind doing like at some point maybe but like would you have been one of the first think of like the what is it the the big the goodyear blimp like people burned like they crashed the ground and burned the hindenburg the hindenburg but that was like another hey we're rich 
and we have money, we should just do this. Think of the Titanic where these people are dying of, oh, we have a ton of money, we should just do this. So just a reminder, maybe look at things of like, hey, we have a ton of money, maybe doesn't make us smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hindenburg, Titanic, submarine crash into the Titanic. Just think about it twice. Yeah. Good luck to them. <laughs> I hope they're okay. Yeah. But regardless, bad decision. Yeah. Hopefully it ends with them having post-traumatic stress for the rest of their lives, and that's it. But they have long, lovely lives. Yeah. I could imagine, like, you watch a movie and you're like, how do they get, like, what happens the next day? Like, after a horror movie? Like, if you live with, I'm never going to the water again if I'm those people. Not in a craft. Not in any sort of boat or submersible. <laughs> I'm not submersing my head. Yeah. Like, I'm good. Yeah, I will go up to my shoulders in the water. That would be enough underwater time for me, I think. Strofe, which one are you doing? You going up in the space or are you going down below? Yeah, I'm doing neither, Jim. <laughs> Sorry to give you a non-answer. Well, that's what a super rich guy no, said. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll decline. <laughs> I, I will just take the cash and run. Oh, God. I'm not skydiving either. <laughs> uh, I hope there's five doors in the water because we know only one person can fit on a door <laughs> in the Atlantic. Very true. <laughs> Ironically, it's just watching that movie. This has been Rollins and Hamilton presented by the People's Beer Coors Light.